Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Are you being emotionally manipulated? Are you walking on eggshells and managing the moods of others, always trying to keep the peace while not having any yourself? Then I'm going to encourage you to take a listen to this series of conversations that I am calling Buddhas and Bananas. My friends, we're not called to appease others and be under the control of other people. We're called to live under the compelling control of the love of God. And that love is going to mature you and educate you in such a way that you will not continue to live placing yourself under the control of other people. So here we go. I'm glad you're with me here on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. All right, today I just simply want to pick up where we left off last time. Now, this is Buddhas and Bananas, which is when we find ourselves constantly attempting to appease or to please others so that we can get what we need. Now, oftentimes uh, in uh, a very shallow type of freedom, healing, and deliverance, We think we just need to get around better people. We think we just need to be with people who celebrate us, not tolerate us. We think we need to find another group. Uh, We need to go where they appreciate us, where they value us. But I want to suggest to you and challenge you, provoke you, uh, to think deeper with Holy Spirit as to what is really going on. God isn't just looking to get you to a better group of people. Uh, God wants to address that which is in each of us that keeps us from him as our total source. You see, God is a jealous God, and there'll be no other Buddhas before us. There'll be no other gods. But ultimately, if we're choosing who our gods are, then who's really the God? It's us. And this is the core issue, and we know this Uh, from what happened in the garden, not just what happened in our childhood, but what happened in the garden is that man decided he would rather be God than be sons to God in Christ. It's just that simple. And the lie that was eaten, digested, and then swallowed us whole was you can find life and love outside of God who just happens to be life and love himself, but come on out here separate from him and you can find it. Romans one twenty five says they exchanged the truth for a lie and they became worshipers of the creature rather than the creator. My friends, it's going to take a deep, powerful, exquisite, piercing and cutting by the power of the cross deep within us to deliver us from self and unto him. So having said that, let me continue with the reading of this book, Toxic Love, by Malcolm Smith. True Love's Counterfeit. 
Jesus described the one all-encompassing mark of a believer when he said, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. John thirteen thirty-five. This love is not a vague, soft niceness that believers show to one another. He defined the kind of love he was talking about in the same passage. We are to love one another, even as I have loved you, Jesus said in John thirteen thirty four. The same love that was first seen in Jesus Christ is now lived out and demonstrated in us by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. However, before we can understand how his kind of love can literally be seen in us, we must look at the biggest hindrance to his love working through us, which is what I, Malcolm Smith is speaking, what I call toxic love. Toxic love is a false, counterfeit love that is passed off as the real thing in today's world. It is a toxic, poisonous love because it originates in what the Bible calls the flesh, which is completely selfish and self-centered. Paul made an interesting, though passing, reference to counterfeit love in his great exegesis of love. 1 Corinthians 13.3 says, And if I deliver my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. He said that a person may go so far as to give their body as a martyr to be burned. But if they did not have love, their ultimate sacrifice of life itself would be for nothing. In fact, in verse 1, he speaks of Christianity expressed without love as a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Instead of being an expression of Christ, This pseudo-act of service would be a hollow noise, jarring to the spirit. Paul is speaking of motive, the source of a person's actions, rather than the action itself. An action can look right in itself, but if it is coming from the wrong source, it can exhaust us, reducing us to a heap of ashes. To the recipients of the action, it will be nothing but a hollow, empty sound. Paul makes it clear that unless the act of handing over our bodies for sacrifice has its source in the love of God, it amounts to zero. But what would cause us to offer ourselves as martyrs for no reason? Why would we let ourselves be reduced to a heap of ashes if it accomplished nothing? For someone to go to such lengths, they must believe that what they are doing gives meaning to their life, that it gives them their very identity as a human being. To find such meaning and significance is man's greatest quest. All right, now I'm going to stop there because this is a very pointed question. What would cause us to keep working so hard to receive from others what we need?
What would keep us in the grip of excruciating fear that we're going to lose it, lose the love of people, be abandoned, be alone? Why does this grip us so much that we would then be reduced to a performing machine? You see, the scripture is clear that once we are born again and the yoke of sin comes off of us, if we do not take on the yoke of the Son of Jesus Christ, we will then go back into the yoke of slavery, Galatians 5.1. Most everyone can quote the scripture that says, Come to me, you who are tired and weary. Of course, flesh says, hell no. (laughs) Uh, No, I will not be coming to you. I will find me new people. I will redouble my efforts. Right? So you need to understand that when God begins to cut and sift and separate within, to separate out a born-again believer from their own flesh, within all those ways you've been attempting to get your own needs met out of your own resources, independent of him, lifelong tentacles, right, of a beast, of a system, of a beast that is determined to earn it itself because its pride is I will be enough to make people give to me what I want. Only the Holy Spirit, by the work of the cross, can expose this at its deepest core for what it actually is. Because the nature of self and all of its ways of showing up, which is known as flesh, right, is determined to live independent from God. Right today, man says, look, I'll decide what love is. And if I think two women or two men or an adult and a child or, you know, whatever, I mean, it's exploding, right? Is whatever we decide that love is, right? But God himself is love, my friends. And the defiance that can look so dreamy and so wonderful and finally so free, and I've said it here many times before, if something has been torturing you since you were a child and the only way you can get any peace is to come into agreement with it, my friends, that's not freedom, and that's certainly not the real you. You see, God is right now is massively exposing uh, many of the outwitting strategies of the enemy because he's been outwitting us, and right now I'm just talking to the church. I'm just talking to the sons of God. You see, when Jesus comes, he exposes all the counterfeit. And that's where we're going to be walking towards as I continue to read excerpts from Toxic Love. Because when we finally, finally begin to look at how did Jesus actually love, it's nothing like this human uh, flesh form of love. Because at its core, by its nature, it is self focused, I do for you, and then you give me what I want. Hmm? So we need to allow Holy Spirit to begin to expose this, because my friends, we cannot go to people that the Father wants to win to himself, 
We cannot be free to go to people if we have not yet been made free from people. But the first people that we need to be freed from is our own selves. And that we need to see we've been scamming people. We've been using them for our own need for love. And only Holy Spirit can do this if it's going to have the proper conviction, receive the proper solution, right? Because when the love of God begins to be truly poured into us, now we're going to begin to know the original. And it's going to expose the counterfeit, expose the lie that we could come outside of God and find what we need. My friends, that's just a lie. It is the big kahuna of lies. Is you can be God. And you can be all-knowing, all-powerful, right? All-present. You can make everyone happy. And if you can find just the right human, they'll make you happy. Right? And so we don't mind using God as we're on the hunt for our next creature. We don't mind praying to God, right, about getting us what we need. But when God says, I'm drawing you to myself, he has to begin to expose it at its core, at its source, not just based on the action or the way it may appear on the surface. So I'm praying right now that Holy Spirit is not... um, helping you to intellectually come into agreement with the Father. But Holy Spirit is bringing you into deep, deep agreement with the Father um, at, at, a, at a whole uh, new depth. Because God is preparing us for the hour in which we live, my friends. And we cannot be a demoralized, destabilized um, people living in constant crisis being manipulated, right? We can't be unstable in unstable times, can we? We can't continue to put bananas at the feet of all the Buddhas. Uh, We don't need to criticize all the Buddhas because it's something within us that continues to compel us to look for what we truly need inside of other people. You see, the love of God is what's going to mature the sons. So the enemy keeps us quite immature as we meet our needs in other sources. We need to get up higher and see the bigger picture, my friends. Hmm? So this isn't just about identifying all the emotional manipulators in your life. Although this will be helpful because you'll need distance from your Buddhas so that you can see why you've been wielding all those bananas. All right, I believe that's enough for today. Stay with Holy Spirit and let him be the one who reveals things to you for his purposes because he will always bring the solution that the Father and the Son have provided. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.